Hello everybody, Mr. Benja here, here to talk with you about the crazy thing called the NFT and why I haven't created one yet. So in case you don't know, NFT stands for non-fungible token. As you can see, I've clarified that a little bit to make it the non-fuckwittable token because it's this token that you can't fuck with. And that's basically the important thing about it. If you know about JPEGs, uh, you know about video files, MOVs, MP4s, MP3s, um, FL4s, FLVs. Um, did I say FL4? I didn't mean to say FL4. Uh, all these types of, you know, created file types that are on the on your computer in the digital world. These are basically ways of recording information and putting it into a digital format. Problem with this is anybody can mess with it, anybody can change it, anybody can use it. So. A long time ago, 10 years, 12 years maybe, you started to hear about this thing called the blockchain. Basically what a blockchain does is it creates a chain of records. It creates a chain, a chain of different um, changes to that object. Um, and that change could be recorded as, you know, who last owned it, who, um, what price they paid for it, um, the name of uh, somebody who was associated with owning it, the producers or whatever, it's a ledger. Uh, if you know from accounting, if you haven't picked up an accounting book in uh, since college or whatever, you basically want to take account of everything that you think is important in a document or in a record. That is what the blockchain brought to you. The blockchain was the basis of the technology. Um, you were able to, amongst a series of computers, keep track of all of this information. And you're saying to yourself, well, what's in between that and a database or a spreadsheet or my Google Doc document that keeps track of all the changes? Fair enough. That is one thing, but the thing with the blockchain is that in order to edit the chain or add to that ledger, it has to be agreed upon by a network of computers, not just one computer somewhere. And that's what makes it a little more secure. There is also this idea of mining. And mining is the process that it goes through to increasingly uh, create a puzzle or a, uh, a hurdle for the computers to jump over so that it's not as easy to, uh, to, to hack or to alter um, this ledger. So what's so what's why, why would you want to keep this perfect ledger around? Why would you want to keep something so secure? because you want to keep it secure. You need security online. So if you want to know if a digital file came from a certain location at a certain point, at a certain place, uh, it represents the real record of something, you, you can use a blockchain for that. So um, if something's so secure, then what are the uses for that? One of the first uses for you know blockchains were cryptocurrency. That is Bitcoins, your Dogecoins, your Pepe coin. So we got all these cryptocurrencies coming out and people were feeling safe enough in the blockchain to actually put their money into these systems. So you would go to a system, you would buy a portion of a coin. Ethereum is probably one of the more popular ones. You'd buy a portion of a Bitcoin and it would basically put in the ledger that, yes, you put in X amount of dollars, X amount of lire, X amount of any certain type of money. Uh, currency into the system and there's a record that yes you did in fact do this 
So it became its own little currency exchange format with varying degrees of success. The value's gone up, the value's gone down. Recently with Tesla, you saw that Elon Musk and the Tesla Corporation put in, oh gosh, uh, over a billion into, uh, into, into Bitcoin um, and Tesla. So, you know, Tesla's now basically on the hook with this whole Bitcoin thing. That makes a lot of sense with Elon Musk. He's coming from a history of PayPal, um, the company that he created. So, you know, you've got all this information out there and all this um, this data, which is basically what money is, this data that you put in some value to something. Um, you have literal records of all this data happening in this thing called the blockchain. There's a trail of information and a trail of money uh, trail of transactions, whatever you're trying to keep track of in any given blockchain, cryptocurrency, that's what it is. So each of these items uh, can be stored as a token. Now, because these tokens are attached to blockchains, cryptocurrencies, then to the blockchain, obviously, um, you can't really funge with it. No one likes to say funge, so I'm coining the term non fuckwittable token. Uh, basically, you have this token, this thing that's maintained on a blockchain and it can't be fucked with. So if you want to prove ownership of something, maybe, you know, your your the new book you're writing, you write that book, create an NFT out of it and put that out there in the world in some in some format. Now, you could have copied that technically from someone's paper. You know, you take some a, a hard bound textbook and type it in and you can say, hey, there's an NFT I created and it's mine. Well, that's just copywriting, not copywriting. That's just uh, tokenizing something that's already copyrighted. So there are little weird issues like that in terms of how all this stuff is working out. But supposedly if you create something new and original you create a token out of it put it out into the blockchain you mint it the minting process is when you're basically bonding your asset your item with the blockchain and you're you're minting a whole new token and because it's out there and all of these other computers agree that this item is out there it's non-fuckwittable you can hack one computer, you can hack two computers, but when you're trying to hack an entire network of possibly tens of thousands of computers, depending on whatever system you're dealing with, you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to really break that security. So that's where all the the hype comes in. As it's like, oh my gosh, um, I can create a record of something. I can actually prove this is the first time this thing has ever sold. I can prove to you that this thing that was sold at Christie's was then sold to Mark Cuban, was then sold to uh, Ty Lopez, was then sold to, you know, um, Britney Spears. I don't know why she would be getting in the mix and buying all this stuff. But hey, so the NFT portion of it isn't just art. This could be technically anything that you would want to keep a record of. And this is groundbreaking, not in terms of the technology so much, because as I said, it's been around like 12 years. 
the technology is not what's groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking in the fact that everybody is actually agreeing that this is a thing that they can use. You know, at one point, money itself was just, it wasn't much of a thing. It, everybody was bartering. You know, you wanted to get some chickens, you'd bring over a couple bushels of wheat or whatever and say, hey, I got this wheat, you got chicken, let's do a trade, and there was barter involved. You know, some other clown comes down the street and he's like, hey, I've got a piece of gold I'd like to trade you for your chicken. And he's like, mm, yeah, I don't, deal in, uh, I don't deal in whatever that metal is. You've got that shiny metal. I need something I can actually use. That was how it was back in the day. And it took everybody a while to get to the idea of using gold or, you know, some, t some type of coinage system, which later became paper money, which later, you know, got turned into fiat money where the paper really didn't attach to any gold, which really didn't attach to any value. So at some point we ended up where we are today with this idea of a cryptocurrency, which is decentralized, which means there's no central, hopefully no central unit of power controlling all of this. There's a, a consortium of computers that basically has agreed that yes, this has in fact happened. This person did this and that he bought into the blockchain or bought into the the coin of whatever type, you know, your Dogecoin or whatever. And that person has done X, Y, and Z. If you go to a, you know, you go to a comic book shop, for example, and the guy says, yeah, this comic book was actually owned by Stan Lee. That guy could be full of shit. He may in fact be trying to tell you the truth, but it wasn't owned by, you know, the Stan Lee who made comics. It may be by some other guy, you know, who happened to be named, named Stan Lee Leopold or something and got confused and somebody thought it was owned by Stan Lee. You know, signatures can be faked. Um, ownership can be faked. You know, the art world has plenty of documentaries about forgeries, you know, so that's always been a problem. But now you have this thing called the non-fuckwittable token. And you don't want people fucking with your your ideas, your your provenance, your your records. So art and videos like you're seeing with NBA Top Shot, that's just one way this stuff is being used with you know um, with with commerce and collectibles and tradables. That's only one way that it's been used. So what does this mean for the future? Well, gosh, there are so many crazy ideas that are coming out of this. And for all of you math heads, if you've ever figured out how a mathematical formula or a mathematical uh, equation or a property or uh, a type of math like calculus or, you know, um, trigonometry, you know, trigonometry is the study of triangles, um, the mathematics of triangles. Uh, you know, algebra is one thing. Calculus is another thing. You've got all these d discrete mathematics is another thing. You've got all of these different mathematical ideas and constructs. And you know it's hard to explain to somebody who really doesn't understand how many uses there are for it. It's a way to use these numbers, not necessarily like, hey, I use math to calculate you know, how a train is here and another train is here, at what time do they collide? 
yes, you can use mathematics to, you know, get that answer. You can use algebra to figure that out. Um, you know, you're basing two unknowns and some, some known items, variables, constants, etc., and you're calculating an answer. But that mathematical algebra isn't limited to just trains. The same way as um, NFTs and blockchains aren't simply limited to art. There are boatloads of uses. For example, I mean, and this, this kind of stuff could destroy industries. So you have people working in accounting firms that are basically you know, saying, well, this guy owes this guy money and we're going to pay out this guy. And, um, you know, it's coming at this percent tax rate, but we can only pay him for the next five years. Da, 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 da. All that stuff is cool. Um, but when you're doing something like a, a movie, you know, you've got buildings full of people crunching numbers, trying to figure out who gets owed what, when they got paid, et cetera, et cetera. Imagine putting all of that information into the record of the movie itself. So whatever MP3, MP4, high resolution movie file, audible AAX file or whatever that you've got, imagine all of the data about every one of the creators, the publishers, the writers, the translators, everybody, uh, all that information being baked into the file itself. So every time somebody plays that video or whatever, you could automatically have a record of, okay, it's gotten, gotten played. Let me send out this much data, uh, send out this much, um, these, these royalties out to all of these different people attached to this file. And if the file is moved to somebody else, it's not just copied, it's literally saying, okay, this person A is the owner. Now it got bought by me, so now I'm the owner. So it knows that I'm playing the movie as opposed to this playing person playing the movie. Um, you know, the that entire credits list in a, in a movie, that long list of names that you try to fast forward through to see if there's gonna be a post-credit scene, all of that information could be just baked into the file itself and all those people could get paid. Um, you could start figuring out, you know, way into the future, how many seconds somebody, you know, somebody viewed this guy's face, you know, if they, if they skip past the certain part of the movie, it could actually be baked into the file. That may sound way far out that we're, we would want to calculate this much information, but, you know, you gotta think way into the future, you know, we didn't we didn't expect that we'd ever string together a bunch of computers and they would be extremely powerful. But now that's the way we do things. And we're talking about only 20, 20 years ago. We really weren't thinking um, this far ahead in terms of where microprocessors would go, where Internet work operability would go. But now we have the Internet. In fact, it's such a thing that we're not even doing you know, all this computing through a network of computers, but we're doing it through a network of cell phones, a network of Bluetooth players. You know, all this information is bouncing around back and forth. It's pretty incredible. So um, it's hard to overstate how powerful this technology is and where it could go. It may fall on its face like a lot of other technologies have, but 
it's looking like people are adopting it like they adopted coins and paper money back in the day over bartering. With this new digital landscape, we are looking to go somewhere new and crazy and it's awesome and exciting. So with me, NFTs and art. Um, by the way, if you want one of these shirts, uh, I've got them online at the abitcubist.com. Um, I'm going to be getting out more shirts and things like that. So hopefully you'll stick with me long enough for me to actually get this stuff rolling. I've been spending most of my time making videos and podcasts lately. So I'm still with you, but understand that's where some of the time has gone. Um, cause in this new digital landscape, I want to put my footprint out there, put my foot in your digital ass. Um, right. So why haven't I created my own non-fuckwittable token? There are environmental concerns, obviously, but that's not what's stopping me. Um, I don't want to just create something because other people are doing it. I've never done that before in my life. I didn't want to make games because other people were doing it. I didn't want to you know, start a podcast because other people were doing it. I wanted to do something that seemed right for me, right for the time, right for um, my, my current idea. Because when you, when I don't do something that's right for me, it turns into schlock, turns into a bunch of crap, turns into um, keeping up with the Joneses type of nonsense. And it's never worked out for me. So as, as much as I've stayed on the edge of technology and this kind of thing, I haven't had an idea or a reason to really create my own NFT, except for the fact to say that I've done it um, up until now. So I'm starting into a small NFT project. I don't know exactly where it's going to go. You'll be along with me for the ride. Um, there are a lot of different aspects to consider, not just in terms of why, but artistically, what's the purpose? Why would I want to create something that's already you know, it's it's I don't want to say overblown or oversaturated, but there's a lot of crap out there. And me, too, isn't the kind of angle I'm going with that for these things. But will I mint anything? Yes. Uh, very soon I'm going to be releasing a set of. Uh, somethings. I'll let you see what they are uh, if you stay with me. Um, I actually want to keep them separate from a lot of the art that I've done. Um, this is one of my bit paintings that I just created. Uh, I don't know if you can see that okay with the light, but basically that's that's a painting I just finished up. And it's funny because as I was doing this kind of stuff, I, I was watching, as I was doing the type of real life painting, I was watching this whole digital thing re resurface. And for those of you who know my art, it's it's always a back and forth between what's real, what's fake, what's literal, what's figurative, what's digital, what's IRL. So this NFT thing is creating another wrinkle in that. So I've definitely got to put something out and I will, but I didn't want to just make something that was crap. So. Short story made long. That's what NFTs are. That's why I'm not currently coming soon doing the NFT thing. But yeah, 
look for uh, your boy to drop a non-fuckwittable token. If you got any ideas or any more questions on exactly how this stuff works, I may not be the entire expert on NFTs, but I do know people who are. So check back with me later. Uh, keep looking out for some stuff. Peace. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit MrBinja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.